welcome, welcome everybody to Spilled Popcorn! <laughs> oh, I wanted so badly to continue that long breath. It could have been longer. I feel like it could have been longer. Should have inhaled more deeply ahead of time. Mm, I should have like felt, uh, felt, not felt. I just sounded like the most Midwestern person ever. <laughs> Filled my diaphragm with more air to prepare to shout that out. Maybe I'll try it on the next what if to see as long as I can pronounce spilled popcorn. That's Well, it will be camp. the finale of what if season one. So if there were ever a time to do it, I think that would be it. I really do. Yes, I'm like a child asking someone to time how long I've been underwater yeah. for. And like you do the same. How long was it that time? (sighs) (laughs) I can do longer. I can beat that. I can totally beat that. (laughs) Or you could die. That's the other option. (laughs) So you could pass out and drown is what will actually happen. We are talking about what if. What if is the latest and greatest from Disney Plus-esque TV series category from the MCU, from Marvel, from Whatever else you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. This episode is entitled, What If Ultron Won? I love what they're doing with this series, Cam. They are not retconning, but similar to what they did in the actual MCU films. They are um, reminding you on why the movies that were, you know, not as great as the as the biggest ones, why they were good still, why the content in them was still important. Yeah, I think, I think it might it, it it could be a regret of theirs the way that Ultron went down. Not necessarily the movie, but the villain himself, uh, mm-hmm. because he is such a significant villain in the comics and appears in multiple instances. Always leaves his mark, and you know, Age of Ultron, you know, has 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 grown in importance as the MCU has has evolved. But I think. The general consensus when it came out was that the movie was pretty inconsequential, you know, save for the death of Quicksilver, who we only knew for that movie. Right. Um, so yeah, I think they're I think they're going back and getting a little bit more bang for their buck out of out of Ultron, who's an awesome villain, and this was this episode was a testament to that. Yeah, they're they're um, kind of poking holes at it as well, uh, specifically in this one. Start off this episode with Clint and Natasha, and we think we're only going to see them. And she she jabs at him. Oh goodness, uh, this is a great joke because I didn't write it down. But ultimately, she's they're self aware. They're, they're, all these episodes are a little bit more self aware than the uh, than the films are allowed to be. And it's kind of fun to see that to see them take these little. Um, it's like one per episode and, and maybe we should go back and, and find them all. Um, but it's, it's really quite clever to do that because it's, it's an ironic throw out because they're referring to something that we have seen, but is not happening in their world. So I think that's pretty brilliant. Um, in this episode, yeah, it starts off. We see Clinton, Natasha, um, Dr. Zolov is back in the mix of things. We get vision is Ultron, right? He, there is no vision in this, in this sense because he was never created because Ultron ultimately got his, uh, his humanoid, uh, uh, cadaver if you will to become a cybernetic 
organism, uh, bringing Ultron human qualities and understanding. Um, I think that was a great way to take this to very, very simple, you know, to jet back into there and say, boom, that was the nexus moment where uh, Ultron was able to get into the body that he wanted. Yeah. And I think uh, that's, it's, it's one of the biggest lessons the Avengers learned, you know, the, the, the Ultron experiment and failure. Ultimately, as they explained in the episode, it gave birth to Vision, which was great. But, I mean, they were teetering. They were clearly teetering on the edge of, of utter destruction. Uh, so this was a good way to sort of show that. It's true. Because had Vision not been good, I mean, the, everyone would be destroyed just like that. There'd be no question about it. If, if in his heart of hearts... Um, he wasn't programmed to, you know, keep humanity, uh, preserve humanity, then it really would have been lights out for everyone, just as Ultron proved as he just continues to conquer his universe. And then he discovers the Watcher. Super cool moment. You know, uh, Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher, he's got this uh, the the t- the timber in his voice is just really really perfect for this role. Um, I don't think I ever imagined the Watcher ever speaking. Um, I know he speaks in the comics, but not like this. At least not that I remember. And I, I just love the quality of his voice. It's just something that I wish I had because. I loathe the sound of my voice. Uh, the, you know, that's why I do a podcast so I can listen, <laughs> so can back listen to, to it. it all the time. Yeah. It makes sense. Uh, yeah. The watcher. I think this, you know, this, this is the episode we've been waiting for. This is the episode we've been waiting for. And it came admittedly a lot later than I was expecting, but this was it. You know, they've been sort of um, teetering with the watcher in terms of, Will he break his oath? Will he break his oath? You know, he, he's just there to observe. And there were multiple times throughout the show, particularly episode four, which was the Doctor Strange um, situation. And again with, uh, which one was it that he wanted to intervene? I feel like it was the, not the Killmonger one. Was it the Party Thor one? There was another one. I can't remember. There's been so many and they're all so different, but there was another one where he was like, no, no, I'm not going to intervene. I'm not going to intervene. And then again here, and this is when he finally crossed the line. And I think that's the funny thing (laughs) with the watcher in the comics, you know, Uatu, the the watcher, he is, he's a member of the council of watchers and the way that they sort of function is, you know, their original goal the watchers was to help less capable civilizations along so they wouldn't flame out and die and their world wouldn't crumble. Well, after experimenting with that for a while, they ended up doing more harm than good. And so they decided to become the watchers and only watch, only observe (laughs) other civilizations, Uh, which you would ask yourself, what's the point of that? I mean, that's, that's sort of strange and it is, but the running joke about Uatu, the, the watchers that he's got this oath that he breaks all the time. Like he (laughs) is not the watcher. One of the characters, I can't remember who it is. I want to say it's like blue Marvel or something like that ends up calling him the doer as a joke (laughs) because, um, 
he breaks his oath like over 300 times in the comics <laughs> and, and intervenes and, you know, works with the Fantastic Four on a pretty regular basis to protect Earth or to protect certain versions of Earth that he's uh, emotionally connected to. So it was only a matter of time before we had this. But I think the scale of what has happened here is large because now you've got an issue where crazy infinity stone Ultron is aware that there are, there is a multiverse, you know, and, and his whole thing is peace in our time, right? Thanks to Tony Stark. He's trying to, you know, create peace, which he's doing by destroying everyone that is flawed, you know, as AIs are wont to do. And so mm-hmm. now that he knows there's a multiverse, he's like, well, screw this. I got to go achieve peace in the multiverse as well. And so, the watcher is on the brink of letting a, a massive cat out of the bag and, and screwing up a lot of stuff here. So, uh, yeah, it's, it was only a matter of time. This was the one we've been waiting for and it's finally here. We finally know what the purpose of this show is. That's right. And we, that's what tied it all together. You're like, well, how is it going to piece itself together? You know, what character is going to spill over? What timeline is going to spill over? It's him. It's the watcher. He's been there from the very first moment from the title sequence. The very first thing we hear is him. And that's what Marvel does best. They put it right in front of us and they say, by the way, here it is. Um, the, the psychedelic fight sequences across dimensions uh, between Ultron and the Watcher are quite exquisite. It's kind of like the Yoda moment in episode two where you're just like, whoa, <laughs> like I did not expect that. You just have this guy in the sky. You're like, oh, well, he's just always going to be there, right? Maybe he'll... You know, maybe he'll break his oath and like chat like oh you should do this because I heard this uh, in a private conversation no he straight up just gets his lightsaber and dives right in there it's so cool the powers that he possesses the like the energies and just the uh, the moves and he's quick he's a fast little guy um, it's it's kind of funny his his stature because of the power that he holds. That's what's always uh, fascinating about, uh, about characters like this, like the, the greater wisdom they have, the smaller stature stature they have kind of like a David and Goliath situation. Yeah. He, well, he's like disproportionately configured as well. Right. Cause he's got yes. like this, this like really like bulbous kind of head, you know, um, which gives him an interesting look. And yeah, I mean, I think this was, you know, for people who aren't familiar with Uatu, the Watcher, he has a pretty wide array of really awesome powers. <laughs> so he is almost godlike in nature in terms of the types of powers that he can wield, um, which makes him a helpful ally when he chooses to help out our heroes. I predict that he will have to do that at some point. Also mm-hmm. makes him kind of dangerous because of the reasons that we saw in this episode, you know, like he has the ability to really mess things up on a multiversal level with his ability to bounce between times. And, um, you know, whenever you let Ultron into your secret prism world, it's, it's bad. It's bad, bad. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens next. 
Yeah, and quite wonderful. The left, the final left hook of this uh, episode is that the Watcher, he's just in a dark place. He's like, what am I going to do? And then he asks the evil Doctor Strange for help against Ultron. So we're yeah. going to see s- such a big showdown in this final episode, episode nine, coming up of what if that I can't fathom what this looks like. Uh, these three very powerful beings just attacking one another. It's going to be insane. Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> and we know, uh, you know, the next episode involves the the evil Gamora. You know, Gamora, daughter of Thanos, is what they're sort of calling her in the promotional materials. Uh, so it's going to be a barn burner. I think it's going to be really fun. I am intrigued by the evil Doctor Strange thing because I, I feel like the Watcher as we know him in the MCU right now is at a point where he's just broken his sacred oath and he's willing to do anything to undo the mess that he has sort of made by, by playing it too close. And that puts him in a very precarious position because, you know, he's aligning with somebody as unstable as this like unstable version of Dr. Strange. And so it's like, what mess are those two going to make? Like, are they going to actually fix the issue or are they just going to widen the chasm that they have already opened? And I don't know, man, I don't, I don't know that I see this ending super well. I I could definitely see them making a bigger mess out of things, which would ultimately open the door for the watcher to have to join the rest of the MCU to clean up the, the beast that he's just unleashed on, on the world. Yeah, because he's going to have to, uh, like, not only go into different timelines himself, but possibly strategically place different people in different timelines to to feed, like, an army to reset different things or, or you know, change events that are, are happening or kill kill whoever needs to be killed it's it's absolutely bonkers what they can do as is everything with the multiverse because no one it's absolute chaos it's chaos magic is what it is uh let's get into some crumbs cameron uh, the speculation station here i want to go all the way back to the beginning of this episode it's crazy that we start this episode with natasha and clint because it that feels like a two-minute sequence and it's probably half of the episode of them chasing down Zolov and, you know, trying to find a comparable enemy to Ultron when really it was behind them because they're mere humans. Uh, It was the Watcher all along. And I want to talk first about that Red Guardian shield and Natasha. Um, We didn't get a full Red Guardian Natasha, but she did don the shield that she stole from the, the, the bunker, if you will. And, uh, a, I don't remember if she survived this episode, B, if there is a season two episode of this, do would you be excited if she donned that gear uh, for the Red Guardian? Yeah, absolutely. I believe she did. I believe she did survive the episode because the tables were turned between her and Clint. With Clint, That's right. Clint being the one to sacrifice himself uh, in this case to save Black Widow and also Arnim Zola, <laughs> the Ar- Arnim Zola, the uh, the computer thing program whatever he is at this point um and and so it's left at a point where those two are trying to get within range of ultron and they they, they're not they're not close enough to shut down the hive because he's fighting the watcher in you know narnia or wherever they are (laughs) Uh, so 
they're they're in a bit of a pickle there for sure. But yeah, the I loved actually the whole Clint and Natasha sequence. It felt like it just feels like we we never have gotten the right amount of time with them to to mm-hmm. make that relationship as impactful as it was. Like I feel like there was this grand arc that was meant to bring us from, you know, Avengers one where we see them talking about their past together and how they both sort of pulled themselves out of the mud to become Avengers all the way to that gut wrenching finale where black widow sacrifices herself to save, to save Clint and to save the world, (laughs) you know, and it just didn't have as much impact as it should have. And so I feel like this was, making up for lost time in a way. I felt like the fight sequence with Hawkeye and Black Widow at the beginning when they're taking on all the Ultron drones was super sick. And all their weaponry, all like he had a bionic arm, she had the shield, yeah. like you said, and those little like taser nunchuck sticks, like really cool. So yeah, I want this version of Black Widow to persist. I, like I, I want them to figure this thing out and for her to live in this post-apocalyptic earth to reappear in season two, hopefully. Right. You're right. The, the arc, we never got the prequel to this, you know, we got a little bit of um, nods to it in the black widow film, but we never, it never came to full fruition. This felt like a little bit of that, but we kind of get it in like the title sequence montage uh, of them fighting. We don't get a full on uh, just, just uh explosion of what they went through. I, I totally agree with that. And this kind of felt like the, that that's it. That's all we're going to get. And I, I really wish we would just have that somewhere. Uh, yeah. Maybe we get it in Hawkeye. I, Who knows? That's what I was about to, that was what I was just about <laughs> to say, because they are going to have to show how, how Clint Barton is dealing with the fact that, that uh, Natasha has gone and um, that, that, they need to focus heavily on it, I think, in that show for his for his arc to make sense. Yeah, like episode three or four of Hawkeye should be a flashback um, episode to to the, that time because we never got to really experience that time with them. Yeah, agreed. Well, here's hoping for that. I found my note, by the way. The joke that Captain Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel's in this episode. She says she's in every episode of the show. <laughs> she seriously is. Like she shows up in every one. You, you're sitting there, like, no, it wouldn't make sense for any other Avengers to join up. Boom, Captain Marvel. She was in the Party <laughs> Thor episode. She was in this episode. She was in um, the episode, the zombies episode. Even yes, uh, like so many and. She was in the one where uh, all the Avengers get killed at the yes. end. I'm like, bro, she's everywhere. She's been in them all. The joke she says is that we don't need another robot movie. Of course, making fun of the uh, the initial perception of Age of Ultron. Like, well, it was a robot, so like, duh, they're gonna kill the robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, uh, so that that's the joke that I was uh, sadly referring to and trying to remember. Um, one other little piece that I loved on this was that we get a president, Steve Rogers. Um, blink and you miss it, President Stephen. I miss Fra- is it Francis? Is that his middle name? Oh, what does he say? No, it's something basic, isn't it? Is it is 
We'll have, to, we'll have to double check. Yeah, I want to. We'll have to get up. our fact checkers on this, but we get a President Steve Rogers. Like, what? How perfect he looks like um, JFK up there as he's getting sworn in with his chiseled jawline and perfect tie. Um, I would personally love if we get Steve Rogers back in the film MCU. Um, let's go there, um, or who cares? Let's let's do it on Disney Plus as well. Like whether it's in Loki or uh, if there's a, a second uh, limited series of WandaVision, whatever it might be. I want a Steve Rogers president because that is perfect for his character. Yeah, it would be awesome. Like they need to just whatever earth, whatever iteration of earth that was, they need to tie it into it again at some point in the multiverse and like bring Chris Evans back for a cameo and it would be awesome. I would love it. I think there we would finally see like a perfect country. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, he's, he's got it under control. I would think. Oh my goodness. And then the last thing I want to speculate on is um, this seems like a definite yes because of the actor voicing the role. But we have the watcher. We have Jeffrey Wright. Um, Could we see him in the MCU or is there too much conflict because of Stan Lee seemingly being a watcher, the watcher previously? So Stan Lee just encountered the watchers right in his cameo like possibly like he he they 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 roll through it's in guardians i think Mm -hmm. guardians 2 maybe they're they're jumping they're doing all these jumps through different areas of space and you see him kind of like blab into the watchers um so i feel like i feel like no I, i lean towards as close to 100% without being 100% that Uatu will appear as Jeffrey Wright in the flesh in in uh, the MCU. I just think he is he is making a big mess, first of all, and also he is a bigger character than I think people realize in the comics and has ties to all kinds of things that we know are coming. First of all, Eternals. You know, he has interacted with celestials in the past. In fact, the dreaming celestial is something they reference in the eternal stories. Um, In the one that's written by Neil Gaiman, which is kind of the most popular eternal story that's been written recently. The dreaming celestial is, is sort of the central conflict of that. It gets awakened and then, you know, chaos ensues and whatnot. But uh, the, the dreaming celestial is the one who tells who who analyzes Uatu the Watcher and tells him like, "Hey, you have broken your oath three hundred and thirty-seven times over the course. Like, you are you are not doing your job." So he has ties to that. He has heavy, heavy, heavy ties to the Fantastic Four. He teams up with them on multiple occasions. He's a big fan of Reed Richards. Uh, in fact, there is, if I remember correctly, a situation in which the watcher becomes aware of something that Kang is doing in the past and sends the human torch and the thing from the fantastic four to go deal with it. So there's ties to Kang. Obviously the fantastic four has heavy ties to Kang. So it just feels like he will, he will be necessary. He he will be necessary to, to have in the MCU going forward. And maybe Here's my running theory after watching this episode. Maybe things get 
messed up with Kang and Uatu is now deep in the rabbit hole and is like feeling like he needs to intervene. And he's like, Hey, in these other versions of the earth, we have the fantastic four and it's these guys. You need to go find these guys and they'll help you out. Like I could see that potentially happening. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's a moment in this episode, even when I love that you said Kang, where it seems like uh, when he's like narrating uh, what's happening with Ultron and ultimately it surprises him that moment when Ultron looks at him, he's like, wait a second, that's not supposed to happen. It almost seems like we, you know, we know that WandaVision and, um, and what is it? Oh my goodness. WandaVision and Loki line up pretty much perfectly yeah. when Kang uh, reaches the end of time before before anything else is written that he knows about. And that also seems like maybe that right there is a moment where it opens up uh, the multiverses to to expose them to see each other um, for for the ultimate chaos. Uh, Though the Marvel the Marvel folks deny all of that, you know they they're, do. They're like they're like no no, it's coincidence impossible yeah <laughs> it's to the second yeah it's it to the second it's, it's pretty it's pretty much spot on so in, in fact i would i would be interested in someone lining up this episode with those as well <laughs> since they're all a half an hour it's true <laughs> um and then whatever the uh, you know far from home i'm going to be watching at whatever that timer is uh december 17th like what happens uh th- that or no way home yeah in. No yeah. way home. Yes, yes. That's that's what's gonna. Twenty seven uh, really minutes into the me. movie, that's when Doctor Strange <laughs> does his little his gobbledygook spell and and opens up the multiverse. I think it's possible. Yeah, but all all things good about Jeffrey Wright. Seeing him in the in, him in the MCU would be fantastic. We know he is an action star uh, because because of course he has fought off bad guys uh, to the nth degree in the Bond series and other uh, other films, but most notably the Bond series. So. Mm-hmm. He can do those incredible, um, almost like um, Dragon Ball Z uh, fight sequences. Dragon Ball Z vibes. There have been <laughs> there have been a few good anime Dragon Ball Z style fights in this show, and for that, I am I will be forever thankful. <laughs> They've been good. They've been good, guys. I don't, I don't know if you have anything else to say, Cam, but I'm ready for episode nine. No, I think it's going to be a banger. I'm I'm actually much more excited. I I wish we could have gotten to this point a little bit sooner. Um, I have thoroughly enjoyed what if, but I just like, I wanted more momentum building to this moment rather than like, Ooh, here's the big reveal episode eight. And then it goes into episode nine. Like the payoff feels a little less than it could be, but I'm still very excited. We're very close to the next episode and I'm, I'm stoked. I'm curious if a rewatch knowing what we know now would be, um, uh, important. Yeah, uh, I think it will be, be necessary. I think it'll be necessary. There will be Easter eggs for sure. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Well, we will see, and you will see. Maybe we'll watch all of the episodes together before episode nine if we have time. I was trying to make a bunch of rhymes and it kind of happened, guys. We are going to see you next week for episode nine of What If, the final episode of this series. How exciting. Guys, listen to rhetoric as we play us ourselves out. That's Cam Wiggs right there. He's the bomb. Peace. I'm Kirk. I will see you later. Bye. Bye.